0: This month, we take slashers and turn them into button smashers. We're doing all video game movies starting with Doom. Be sure to stay tuned until the end of the episode for a special track from Doom. Gets out alive and no one gets out of listening. Slashes podcast, a podcast about movies and more for those who love horror. My name is Jake, and with me as always is my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Brian. Brian, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond.
1: What's up, fuck boys and girls? Wee wee-wee.
0: I like the equal opportunity. I like that a lot, including the fuck girls.
1: Or, you know, whatever you would identify yourself as. Unicorns, for all I care.
0: Fuck others. How about that? Or I think fuck theys, fuck zs. Anyway, I also had posited this. If we ever had to go corporate and start censoring ourselves, instead of fuck boys, caca boys sounds really good. (laughs) What if
1: we just said cuck boys?
0: (laughs) But see, then I feel like we might get in trouble. Some Fox News people would be like, oh my God.
1: I mean, it's a little under the radar. We might be able to escape by a little bit.
0: Maybe. It depends. But I'm all about it. If I may, I'm going to divert right away in this episode. And I'd like to send a special shout out to the Caviar app. And by shout out, I mean, if you have anything to do with that app, fuck you personally. If they'd like to pay me to change my stance, they are more than welcome to do so. But that is the worst fucking app I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Literally, if I sound weird, don't worry. I don't have the coronavirus. I was screaming at my phone in my car because it was that BFing terrible. They our caca boys.
1: What is caviar app?
0: All I was trying to do was order pizza to pick up. And it was like, let's have your fucking location at all times because we need that for reasons. Nope. And then it tried to give me every single pizza place when I finally let it have my location. Uh, well, the pizza place that I wanted to go to was not the most immediate one. And I had to swipe through one at a time, one at a time. It wouldn't let me search. And until I closed the app, turned off my phone, restarted my phone, went back to the app and then did the search. So no big deal. Uh, but honestly, I hope that whoever invented the app gets teleported to Mars and butt fucked violently consensually by the hell knight from doom.
1: I like how you loop that all around, man. Especially when you talked about how maybe part of a person gets teleported. Kind of like what happens in Doom, right?
0: Exactly. So we are doing Doom. This is June Doom instead of Gloom, instead of whatever, or Bloom. But here's the problem. Brian and I really struggled to come up with any other things that fit because a lot of the movies with doom in it are like doomsday and you're like well that movie certainly sucks i
1: don't know i'm kind of excited if you want to do temple of doom i i'd do it
0: we could justify it as a horror i mean jesus christ a guy rips a still beating heart out of somebody's chest i mean Come on. That's what I'm saying.
1: And I feel I mentioned it to the significant other and she wasn't mad at it. So I feel like I have another audience member to watch it with.
0: I'm into it. And also the racism in that movie. Kind of scary. Super aggressive.
1: <laughs> there we go. I feel like we found another.
0: I would really like to do a retrospective on the Doom video game franchise. It's a super interesting thing. Brian and I were talking about this before the show. Neither of us played the game prolifically. Like, I would play it at friends' houses, and I would never try and play the story. But then again, there really wasn't a story. It was just level-to-level killing stuff. But I always had fun with it, and it was anecdotally interesting. And it was a huge backdrop to our life because it basically became the scapegoat when it came to first-person shooters and everything. Uh, Even though Wolfenstein, I think, is more my GM by a large margin.
1: Exactly. I was just going to say, I feel like if anything, I was more of a Wolfenstein guy, but they were both of the same vein.
0: The same maker and everything. And so, well, I mean, the Wolfenstein of id Software, because there's a prior Wolfenstein franchise. uh, That company went bankrupt. Super interesting, actually. It was developed on computer and it had some of the first like voice technologies. There was really awful, scary voice actors that sounded like robots being fisted. Uh, so definitely check that out if you have nothing better to do during your quarantine time. But it's interesting that you mention being a Wolfenstein guy as well. I consider myself a Wolfenstein guy. And when I watched Overlord, I was like, I just kept referring to it as Wolfenstein the movie. And then I realized that Overlord is just a remake of Doom 2005. Shall I give you a point by point analysis, sir?
1: Do go on.
0: Okay, so both of them have an elite squad of people. Uh, cast of characters going into a somewhat insurmountable situation, right? Right.
1: right. I feel like it's like the A team, right? That's what I like. It was reminiscent to me. Everybody has their own quirks. You have one guy that's like a demolition guy. And you know what? It's not out of the ordinary to have these movies that have everybody be specifically one thing or the other, right? Because that's how these fucking super teams work right you can't just have everybody be a tank you have to have one guy be a sniper you have one guy be a tank and and so on and so forth it just seems like it's just so played out
0: yeah it's a great scheme it works it works with Halo Reach and it works with Star Wars Republic Commando and you know, even Star Wars Battlefront.
1: I thought of Predator, right? So you had a guy that has a specialty with knives. You had a guy that had, like, specialty with a big-ass fucking machine gun, so.
0: Yeah, I, I thought of, like, SOCOM and everything, and, you know, it's just like any good team. It even goes back to, like, the Bad News Bears or whatever, where everybody's got their thing, their position on the team. So we have that. They both have, you know, strong female characters who are introduced on the side in the Overlord movie, it's the French lady. In Doom, it's the guy's sister. They both find out that there are labs conducting experiments, right? Whatever they are. And it's an ancient thing that they don't quite understand, basically, that makes them invulnerable or whatever. Also, in both versions, they are basically zombies, right? And by the end of the movie, you have one guy who's on it and then a good guy who takes the mystery machine or whatever. In this, it's the C-24. In that, it's like the poop juice or whatever. And that guy maintains his humanity, stays good, and fights the bad guy. And basically, they both end with explosions. The same movie. And I didn't realize it until I was watching this. So I was like, ooh, huh. Awkward.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if I were to choose between the two, obviously one is done a little better than the other as far as mechanics and storyline and I guess overall acting. I mean, I would definitely go with Overwatch or not Overwatch, but Overlord over this. What do you think?
0: Oh, for sure. Plus, is just more my jam. You know, I really like the World War II stuff. I like, I mean, there's, is there really a better villain than a Nazi? Also, I'm I'm a big Captain America guy and everything. And it's like the last time I feel like in human history, we could all like kind of like rally together and be like, you know what? Fuck those guys. Even like when it gets to Vietnam, you're like, I don't know. I feel kind of sympathetic to these people to a certain extent. And then you get to, you know, Afghanistan. "Eh, uh So, you know, things get muddier the further and further away you get from World War II, where it was just like evil incorporated. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's totally true, though. I mean, and, but at the same time, each one of the like in World War II, you had like main bosses, and each like <laughs> the evil, the evil entities. So like with like, well, who is it? Mussolini yep. or was, yeah, was he in World War II, or is that World War? Uh,
0: you're right, Mu- World War II.
1: Yeah, so Mussolini, and then so on and so forth. Right, the but, evil Axis.
0: Yeah, and then you had Cher, who had tea with Mussolini. I mean, geez, she should be her own boss all herself. Ryan, shall I get into the stabtistics, I guess, for this film franchise
1: for this shit show? Yeah, let's, let's get to it.
0: So there's a book adaptation that came out October 28, 2005, which adds a little bit of detail, but is still wholly unremarkable as well. Just wanted to make sure that that was known in case you really do like this film and then you can just go out and get your copy of that and then you'll be fine. You won't have to listen to our episode, but we thank you for the download. <laughs> so Doom Guy is pretty rad. I'm a big fan of the concept of just a character, like you know, he's not faceless, but he's nameless. He's just Doom Guy, and the developers might not like it, but that's canonically like what it's become because in the new Doom series, you collect the Doom Guy little costumes or or like little characters or dolls, which is exactly like the original sketch from 1992. Did you know that in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three? you could play as Doom Guy?
1: Yeah, that's a pretty cool throwback. I like that.
0: I'm kind of into it. I only mention it because I need to steal the metadata of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, remastered, redigitalized. give us your money once again because we haven't come up with a new video game in a long time. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, who gives a fuck about that, honestly? I mean, this is totally like a side rant, but when I saw that announced, I was like, Ugh. Okay, I don't know.
0: It's all metadata, dude. And I'm telling you, the Tony Hawk documentaries that are coming out is going to make a lot of waves, apparently, based on the analytics. And so they just want to be able to capture it. So the film was shot on a budget of approximately 60 to 70 million dollars because, you know, we can just be vague like that. And it only yielded 58.8 million dollars at the box office, which has a lot of factors. And when you factor in marketing and everything for this movie, this is a huge failure. So one thing I really wanted to address, I'm just going to skip right to it, is the runtime of the film. Now, the theatrical cut is only 104 minutes. I think you and I both watched The Unrated, which is just ungodly long. But this movie should not have that extra 14 minutes in it. And I think that cutting that 14 minutes out in and of itself doesn't sound like a whole lot of time. But if you take it out through multiple repeats in a day, you could probably get a whole other showing at the movie theater. And that's more money, right?
1: Yep absolutely I feel like it's one part in particular when it shows Reaper like looking through the window and like reminiscing about a childhood that I don't give a fuck about or why you even include that in the storyline whatsoever like I guess because you have to have some kind of story to feel like having sympathy for a certain character within this cast of characters but honestly like I just want them to be a bunch of fucking commandos that just go ham on aliens that's all I really care about I'm not going into this thinking, huh, I wonder what kind of subplot's going on here. You know what I mean?
0: It let's humanize these guys. Exactly. But then, to a certain extent, we have to understand, like, if you have nothing, then it ends up being hardcore Henry and people complained about it, too. So, to your point, I think my big issue is that it's just cheaply done like, rather than have acting or a scene or some depiction of what he went through and a reason to give him an evoking motivation or whatever, it's just him going, well, you know, you shouldn't open the site where mom and dad died. It's a bad idea. And then he just like looks at a static image versus like kid actors are cheap, right? I mean, they are less than human. So just give them, you know, let's say it's a 12 year old actor. Legal age is 18. You divide, what, you pay them 60% what you would pay anybody else? That seems fair to me. You have them sit there and you got two kids playing in dirt and they look up at their parents and like, bye mom, bye dad, have fun in your archaeological dig. Some vague alien light and then you got some kids crying. Boom. Cost all of $5 and I suddenly care.
1: Yeah, that's what I was actually thinking about. You know all of these movies that have the intro and there's like the credits and sometimes they have like scenes portrayed while the credits of the movie in the beginning are being played. Oh yeah. You can kind of, you can see it's like, it's like a two for one. You have the intro and you can see the kids or you can have like some horrific accident happen. And then you can show all of a sudden right after the credits are done and it shows doom. It goes to Reaper and he has this like concerned look on his face as he's reminiscing everything that happened between him and his sister. And that didn't take anything from the movie that was included with the credits.
0: Yeah, this movie, literally the only credits, it says Universal, then it says Doom, and that's it. But one thing I'd like to touch on, I always use it as a reference, because it's very effective, is the Incredible Hulk, the one with Edward Norton. In the intro, originally in the film, it was going to be him in the ice, and he was going to try and kill himself, and he was going to spit out a bullet and be like, oh, I can't even kill myself because Hulk, and then there's Cap Shield in the snow. But they said, fuck all that. And they did basically an origin story with the credits. And that's probably the biggest, most succinct way of doing it. Like, we all know what Doom is, right? Why aren't we just on Mars? Both movies, both Doom and Doom Annihilation, it's like, oh, let's spend the first fucking hour finding out there's a crisis and all there's scientists and oh, I'm just a dumb grunt. So I don't know what you scientists are up to. I'm going to teleport to a planet. Oh, I don't teleport. It's the same fucking thing. So that's a, a huge failure in both.
1: I agree with you. And, you know, I hate to turn this into like a giant bitch fest, especially because parts of this movie are reminiscent of a certain movie that we had a giant bitch fest in. It was like the first movie we ever did as a podcast. And it Ooh. kind of reminded me of it. Event, Event horizon. Right? Exactly. Movie, well,
0: that movie had substance that was just delivered poorly. This movie has neither. <laughs>
1: Right, right. And I can't help but agree with you on a lot of this shit that you're talking about when it comes to, for instance,
0: I think it was, I marked it at
1: almost 50 minutes before you actually see an alien.
0: Well, you see the Hell Knight about like 20 something minutes into it, but it's just a flash and there's no payoff. So yeah, basically, that's like, yeah.
1: So you're just like, okay, when is it happening? When is it happening? When is it happening? And instead of it being like a slow burn where you're just like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued. You're just like, this is fucking stupid. Can I please just see an alien?
0: Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of the Jaws effect that we talked about last year when we did that movie. It's like, there's no tension. It's just like, fuck, come on. Like, I know it's going to be a cheap zombie. I know the budget was you know, squandered in other areas. Let's just get this over with. Exactly. And even like this, the other one, Doom Annihilation, they do a lot more of the creature effects in that one. And it's basically just the same rubber suit just used in different shots. But it's it's fine. At least it's more ambitious. You know, I just I don't if I'm watching Doom, that's one of the things I like so much about Doom and Doom Eternal is it's just like, fuck the zombie thing. We're just going to do monsters. We're just going to do demons. And I'm so much more into that. Like, let's just make it hell. I think it's way more fun. But anyway, I will digress for now. October 21st, 2005. This movie came out against what, Brian?
1: It came out against Saw Two, which is a fucking smash hit. You had Legend of Zorro, which was what, Benicio Del Toro? No, uh, Antonio, no Banderas. Antonio Banderas. This is the sequel
0: Banderas. where he has a kid and it sucks. It's not the mask yeah. of Zorro, which is amazing.
1: Exactly. You have Domino and the Fug, which was fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. So Saw Two, the only thing I remember about that movie is the dude cutting off his own neck skin. So he could get like a barcode or a tattoo of some kind. And other than that, I have... Oh, and Needles. I remember Needles. That's the movie.
1: I think that, yeah, they had the girl who actually ended up being the killer of the movie like the main oh. girl that takes over she was the one that was like a heroin addict and she sticks her arm through all the needles to grab something or another but she ends up being like the protege of the dude because apparently he has cancer and i just gave everything away for anybody who hasn't seen saw which i'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast you've seen the Saw.
0: Series. yeah it's also 14 years old so calm the fuck down but i would love to be the person who's like i only clicked on this because it said doom i have seen <laughs> doom but i have not seen saw too I object sternly to your spoilers (laughs) without an aforementioned spoiler alert.
1: That's true. I guess I should have said spoiler alert. My bad.
0: What's the name of the handsome fella from Domino who has sex with her? I always thought he'd make a good Lobo from DC Comics.
1: I don't know anything about that. Okay. DC Comics Lobo,
0: huh? He's the guy who was like, hey, we're going to make an edgy character who looks like the Punisher and Wolverine and Ghost Rider had a baby. And he's, like, gray and has spiky blue hair, and he rides a space motorcycle. Nothing? Nope, I have no idea. I like how Marvel basically clapped back at it. It only took an extra 20 years or so, but they were like, Aha! Cosmic Ghost Rider! How do you like that? Fuck, boys! Anyway, we already touched on the runtime, 104 minutes, blah blah Directed by Andre bartowsk He was <laughs> mainly a cinematographer. You might know him from legendary films such as Twins. That's right. The movie that made Arnold Schwarzenegger the most money out of any other film he'd done in his entire career. He directed Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave. And then after this film, he didn't learn his lesson when it came to video games because he went and did Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. The Legend of (laughs) Chun-Li.
1: I don't think i ever heard of it.
0: Oh, it's bad. Like (laughs) it was a movie that my friends and I thought we would watch as a joke. And it was too bad. Like, we did not finish it. That's saying something. When I actually had free time, I squandered it on lots of dumb shit. And that movie was not one of them.
1: Now, I know, so Chun-Li is the main character or one of the main characters in Street Fighter. But isn't there or wasn't there a Muay Thai guy that was, like, super fucking good, kung Lee? Wasn't that a guy? He like just would destroy everybody and like fucking elbow f- the fuck out of their faces. Well, there or was no.
0: Sagat and there's Aikon are the two Muay Thai guys that come to my mind. But I might be oh, maybe Kung Lee. Oh, Kung Lee is a real fighter. He yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, actor. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Street Fighter characters, and I'm like, uh, he was an actual fighter too. Yeah, he's the guy who got knocked the fuck out by Michael Bisping.
1: Yeah, because they brought him into the UFC and they're like, hey, this could maybe be a thing, noob. Nope. <laughs> Enjoy
0: being 40 plus in the UFC making your debut, Strike Force yeah. guy.
1: Although at the same time, have you seen those videos of Mike Tyson doing like those sparring fucking things?
0: 53 years old, bare knuckle FC tried to say that he was fighting for them. And they were like, "Uh, no, we actually never agreed to that offer. And now there's a bunch of posters going around where it's "Uh, it's Tyson Holyfield three. And I'm like, I know how that ends. I saw one and two. Thank you. No.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I mean, for being 53, you probably couldn't pay me enough money to get fucking decked in the face by that guy.
0: Oh, hell no. I have much better things to do. There's a much nicer way to make a paycheck than being murdered.
1: The amount of CTE involved in that is just not worth
0: it. Oh, at all. And there's no glory in it either. It's not like you're going to be Randy Quaid in Independence Day and you're like, I'm back! And you kamikaze him. You don't fly up Mike Tyson's butthole and kill him. You just die in the ring. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah man he's still he's still got it though it's yeah. pretty cool
0: so there are a lot more stories of busted douglas than buster douglas if you catch my meeting hello, our two combat sports fans are going to be like that was a sick reference bruh and everybody else is going to be like i'm unsubscribing because you're not talking about horror enough
1: yeah, they just ha- just so happen to be the the guys that we just did an episode with.
0: Yeah. I've also, I've decided that my next character voice cannot be a shrill falsetto. If I do it, I need you to discipline me and make sure that I correct the path because I don't want to be redundant and blase. Fair enough. Film was written by David Callaham. Now, this guy is very interesting. I don't know how he has a career. So he did write a bunch of stuff that's very popular right now. So since this movie, Zombieland Double Tap, Wonder Woman 1984, he apparently did the Shang-Chi movie that's yet to come out, Mortal Kombat, he's doing the new Spider-Verse movie, he's doing the live-action Hercules movie, but also he got kind of busted Uh, In 2013, he got sued for giving flawed misinformation on The Expendables. So he said that he did a movie called Barrow, which became The Expendables. And he basically fought uh, and advocated that he should at least get a story credit, which means he gets residuals and all that. And in actuality, when it leaked that he had private emails where he was like, "Uh, it's not that similar. So basically, he admitted the fact that there was no case and still. And, you know, it blows my mind. Everything I read about him, I was like, oh, Neat. I don't like you.
1: I don't know. Any of that copyright stuff, I always feel like... Again, I've gone to this time and time again. I feel like everything stems from another thing. At what point are you not just taking other person's already made material and just creating your own, right? Everything stems from something else, which stems from something else, which stems from something else. You can call it something different, but it's going to be something that comes off of something that's like the expendables or from the expendables. Who is this essentially just like the A-team on steroids?
0: Yeah. And one thing that's interesting when it comes to like copyright law is you have to advocate and defend your copyright. So like, let's say he was like, "eh, it's not that similar. Still, legally speaking, he might have to make an advocacy point saying that, you know, they did use it, even if he doesn't actually think it's a full and forthright litigant litig- or full and forthright justiciable issue. Reason being, if you don't and then somebody else comes in later and does steal your idea, but you didn't defend it previously, they can literally point at the track record and say, oh, well, Expendables was just like Barrow's. So you didn't sue them. So you can't sue me. And that literally can work. It's one of the prongs for copyright, which I know very little about. But I know that. So Weird, essentially. right?
1: You just have to not be a lazy piece of shit when it comes to your work and nobody can take your shit. If you're super stringent on keeping up with everything, you can be like, ah, well, you know what? That is a lot like this. And they'd be like, huh? Exactly. Totally true.
0: A great example, a lot of people threw a lot of flack at the pro wrestler Shark Boy because he sued the filmmakers who made the movie Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Well, like literally, it's his name, it's his trademark, and he has an obligation under the law to defend his copyright. He did make some money off of it, but still, like he even said in interviews like, if I don't do this, I basically lose the effect of my copyright, which has been my life and livelihood for 20 years. So sorry.
1: yeah, so then so then what? You're just gonna essentially create a new persona just because somebody stole it? Like, that sounds fucking awful.
0: If I'm not mistaken, his original persona would have been the piranha, and then he changed it. So maybe he could go back to that. I'm piranha lad! (laughs) speaking of which
1: dude when I was in class and you sent me that shit with all the fucking masks super cool dude I spent like a good majority of my time in class doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing instead of like you know paying attention to load charts when it comes to cranes and not loads as in other
0: things yeah so for any of you wondering what goes on in Brian and my private textual conversations there's a visual reference guide for Lucha Libre masks that has been put out it's super detailed and awesome I'm you know what hopefully i remember to put it in the show notes for this episode and you can just click the link because i had nothing to do with the creation of it but i really enjoyed it and i hope you will too
1: yeah it's amazing because especially how i mean you can almost tie it into this episode because this is a movie based off a of video game and the graphics on that whole fucking website were video game graphics yeah they're a awesome.
0: bit very super cool now on the other topic uh we're talking wrestling right Talking a little bit of grappling, talking a little bit of submission holds. Did you know that Callahan is a brown belt in 10th planet jujitsu under Eddie? I've smoked myself into Alex Jones Bravo.
1: <laughs> it would only have to be Eddie Bravo, right? That's like the fucking crazy guy that just whispers like craziness into Joe Rogan's ears all
0: the time. Bro, that this that move. Guy. It's called The Bong Ripper Frankenstein's Cockbag. And it you have to do it from rubber guard.
1: Although, at the same time, I would much rather listen to Eddie Bravo go off into some random tangents than listen to uh, Brendan Schaub just be super smug and fucking douchey.
0: Yeah, I can't say I'm a huge fan. You know, I've tried, but the I think the last Fighter in the Kid episode I listened to was like four years ago now. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Honestly, the last straw for me was when they took down the subreddit of MMA because Brendan Schaub couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut.
0: Yeah, and it's not like he's making money and he didn't save face at all. Like I could see like I understand the argument of like you're not going to come into my house and take food out of my kitchen, right? But it's like, "Brendan, you haven't fought in 3 fucking years. Just keep your mouth shut and let people pirate stuff because the people who you're alienating by narking on them are the same people who are patronizing your show who can't afford to watch a pay-per-view, so they watch a 5-second clip that's posted and streamable." Basically. right right but then
1: and then he also just makes more enemies instead of just being the reddit people the reddit people talk to 4chan people and then you have a whole nother fucking bag of
0: worms oh yeah so the original draft of this movie was originally going to be way more canonically accurate it was going to have the spider skull Scullington. And an obscene female demon, the demon uh, and the archvile that has insect legs. But it was basically all written out due to budgetary reasons by one Wesley Strick. Wesley Strick, Wesley Struck, all that stuff out of the movie. Uh, they had originally offered Simon Pegg and Nick Frost to do a rewrite. And they were like, uh, no, this movie will never work. It's a terrible idea. Don't do this. It's to be loved. And Wesley Strick was like, hey, I'm, I have a false sense of confidence. I've done arachnophobia. And Martin Scorsese's remake of Cape Fear. Nothing can go wrong for me.
1: Yeah. You know what? I just had another idea when it comes to this month, even though, you know, you said you wanted to do like the, the whole video game Doom history on everything and whatnot. But I mean, honestly, we could go into like a video game horror month. Silent right? Hill. Exactly. That's where I was going with this. Is what, like, you look at especially the guy in the towards the end of the movie, the one in the wheelchair, and that looks like. Something straight out of Silent Hill, and especially if you have, you know, if they were to keep all of these monsters that got written out, like the um, spider fucking monster or the demon girl, this or that. All of this stuff looks like something straight
0: out of Silent Hill. Oh, yeah, for sure. It just if we do Resident Evil, I can only do one movie. I can't. There's it's too much. I don't have that kind no, of free time to watch no, 15 I- of those same movies.
1: I wouldn't put put you through that anyways because they're fucking awful besides
0: probably one and maybe two. Can we watch Blood Rain instead? I'm kind of all about that. That sounds much more my jam cuz that's like deliberately awful, right? I don't think I saw it. Oh yeah, it's about like a she vampire. <laughs> Isn't it, wasn't that something
1: to do with uh, Kate Beckinsale and all that bullshit or no?
0: Nope. This one's based on a video game.
1: Interesting.
0: So he had also worked on Batman Returns, Wolf the Saint. The 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street remake. But one thing I wanted to note was that he actually did end up working with Carl Urban again in 2015 on a Belgian film called Loft. So there you go. This movie was produced
1: by Lorenzo D. Benet, the Beneventura. Benavint, there we go. That sounds pretty good.
0: Jesse the Beneventura.
1: <laughs> he did four brothers, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Which
0: is also called an erection.
1: Which also had The Rock, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, no. That was the third one, was it? I don't know, but I could have sworn The Rock was in one of the G.I. Joe's. I thought it was the, the G.I. Joe 3. Keep going.
1: Transformers, The Meg, Shooter, and our little favorite 1408.
0: I do like that movie. Yeah. Who told you I like that movie? Give me their name and address. I'm going to break their legs for snarking on me. Just a joke. We did an episode on it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it might have been because we, you know,
0: did an episode on it. But G. I, it was retaliation. G.I. Joe retaliation. I bad.
1: it was retaliation. So The Rock wasn't in The Rise of Cobra. But I mean, maybe he should have been.
0: Well, I, all, I remember retaliation because Channing Tatum is dead. Let's move on. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Another one that produced this film was John Wells. He also did Doom Annihilation. The Company Men. ER, West Wing, and Shameless. So he just did a lot of TV work. Which is awesome.
0: Music was done by Clint Mansell. If you've ever seen the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey, basically the only two actors in the movie, and it's fantastic, he does the music and it's very, very good. If you're ever looking for like great trip out and study or do work music, highly recommend. I think he also did Requiem for a Dream where you get the ass-to-ass scene with one of my childhood sweethearts. So that's, (laughs) um, you know... happens (laughs) happens <laughs> what happened next <laughs> forever unclean <laughs> oh god i need more purell for my eyes
1: so now you have makeup by paul Luololo. lo he did hellboy and pan's labyrinth so i mean you know i feel like makeup was pretty important in this film you know special effects that's where basically they're gonna make the bread and butter right i mean the dialogue wasn't there
0: yeah right, right. Meryl Streep wasn't breaking down the doors to play Dr. Samantha, whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's a bunch of Marines, so it's to be expected, right? If you think about it, it's all in character, so... It's not far reach.
0: Yeah, every single movie it's always like, I'm a marine! Hoorah! I don't have complexity! Hoorah! Ho- hoorah! Ho- hoorah! you like, <laughs> wait, you mean they're not humans anymore? Because that's weird. Every marine I know seems to be like a person with like feelings and motivations.
1: That's the thing. They actually just are able to turn it on and off. Right? So they got come off duty and then they just go back to their normal life and they see everybody and they're like, hey, hello, human. How are things going? And then they go back and they're just like, okay, they haven't figured shit out yet. And then they go back to being robots
0: yeah in every movie it's like either they are only like a robot and i'm like i am a crazy kill machine or they're like depicted as being like PTSD to the max where it's like, I am a crazy kill machine. I am at home and still a kill machine because my family, I hate them. They make noises. And you're like, what about like just like a veteran who's cool? Like just maybe a small business owner who's just happy. Can we watch that movie, please?
1: Oh, God. I just had reminiscent of uh, Hurt Locker. Ooh. Exactly.
0: Where it goes to the end <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to fucking blow my child up in the middle of this store. You're fucking doing this to me, Catherine Bilgalo? Really? Such a good movie, though. Really uh, sad. It's not bad. It's not bad. I prefer point break. No big deal. No big deal. Nicknames. Dicknames. Fricknames. Carl Urban as John Reaper Grimm. As in the Grim Reaper. And this is so cool, right? Because I feel like we don't need to come up with any because yeah. they already have nicknames. Well, I would I I'm not gonna remember anybody's name because they're all there is everybody is negligible except for druggy Kid, Dr. Bones, The Rock, and Rapey Boy. Or Perv, whichever you want to call him. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess the the what is it? I have issues. I'm gonna slam my door and listen alone, put on some AFI liner and cut myself into the shape of the cross because that's what Jesus wants me to do. That's the message of Christ's love. Jesus boy.
1: Oh, 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 got it, got it, got it. What was what is that considered? Like I know there's like an actual term when it comes to like abusing yourself and like the name of God, right? That is something because I remember seeing it, I want to say, what was that Tom Hanks crazy fucking movie?
0: Code. It's Paul There's Bettany. A- he plays Silas.
1: Yeah, and he has like a whip that has like hooks on it, and he like fucking slashes himself, right? A, a flail, yeah. He plays an albina in that part. I wonder what that's called. Anyway.
0: flogging Molly. Well, obviously, Brian, it's called self-flagellation.
1: Oh, man, that sounds a little bit too much like self-flagellation.
0: Oh, God. That, this this is the scene. Ready? He's like, oh, man, my stomach's rumbling. <laughs> Oh, God, I, I I use the name of Lord in the vein. That's why I farted in my own nose. Oh, God, it smells terrible. Oh, no, I said God again. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the power of
1: God compels him to poop.
0: Exactly. In this scenario, the Red Sea are your butt cheeks and the people of Israel are your poop.
1: I don't know if we have any Christian or Catholic followers, but we just lost them.
0: Yeah. Like Even if I was trapped in a desert for 40 years with a nothing but an iPod in this show, I wouldn't listen to it. So did you know Carl Urban was in a bunch of shit? I thought he was like relatively unknown by the time they did this movie, but he was in Lord of the Rings 2 and 3, a movie called Irrefutable Truth About Demons, Ghost Ship, Chronicles of Riddick, Born Supremacy, and he had been recurring characters on both Xena, Warrior Princess, and Hercules. He had started acting at the age of eight. And then he does this movie. And from there, he goes to Pathfinder, Star Trek, Priest, Dread. And then, you know, now he's hugely famous with the boys, but he's a total nerd. And he played D&D on the set of Riddick with Vin Diesel. How fun is that?
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat, man. Although the thing is, I do recall him in some of these movies that you had mentioned. And one thing in particular is that he plays the same guy in everything.
0: Squinty bearded guy? It's just
1: very uh, mysterious. He almost kind of like has like a like a suave look to him. And he doesn't always like, I guess, like go out and say what he's all about. Right. It's like you have to kind of dig deep and like peel back the
0: layers. He's like an onion, essentially, is what I'm saying. <laughs> he's like a husky voice. Yeah, it's because he actually <laughs> has an accent. And then when he doesn't use the accent, it's different. Uh, so nickname, I'm just going to call him Bones. You can call him Reaper. Just don't call him late for dinner. Next, we had Dwayne The Rock Johnson, credited as simply The Rock, as Asher, quote, Sarge Mahonen. I didn't know he had a name that was Asher or Mahonen. Did they even say that in the movie at all? I even said it to my (laughs) wife because she had liked the name Asher for our as-of-yet-unborn son. And I was like, well, you can't name him now because he turns out to be the bad guy in Doom 2005. Boom.
1: (laughs) Because, you know, Doom 2005 is a major part of your life, right?
0: Formative years, formative years. (laughs) (laughs) this movie he hated so much that he even referenced it in his hall of fame acceptance speech he had made a joke about there's a big controversy with the wwe and illegal torture and he claimed they would make iraqi insurgents watch copies of the marine which has john cena and then he says listen i'm only kidding by the way i made doom did you see doom well you probably didn't and that's okay because nobody else did either (laughs)
1: that's so good. I love when people can laugh at themselves, especially when you know you're like the number one paid actor in like the world. Yeah, I felt like
0: Jake Peralta being like, oh, self-burn, those are rare.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So are we just calling him The Rock? We call
0: him Sarge? (laughs) We call him Rock Sarge? I don't know. Sergeant Rock. That sounds like a fucking (laughs) uh, hair metal band if I've ever heard one. I was going to say, I feel like it's almost like a porn parody.
1: (laughs) You're about to meet Sergeant Rock
0: Hard. Oh, He had actually been offered the role of John Grimm, but then turned it down and then said that he was more drawn to Sarge, quote, for some reason, uh, as he was a, quote, more interesting and had a darker side.
1: So did you find it, like, hilarious how they just zoom in on The Rock's giant back with Semper Fi (laughs) written on the back? You're like, yes, I get it. He's a Marine, but Uh, I mean,
0: come on. I get it. He has a tattoo. And then like, to drive the point home, he's like, remember that tattoo I have? I memorized it, even though I can't see it right now because it's on my back. Semper fi, motherfucker. I just like this movie because it's The Rock swearing a lot. Yeah, it's
1: true. Do you when think is of any
0: other time? movie where he's done it this much?
1: No, probably not. I can't imagine it being in Jumanji. <laughs>
0: That'd be awesome. So we had Rosamund Pike as Dr. Samantha Grimm. She apparently turned down the role of Rita Skeeter in Harry Potter to do this movie and Pride of Prejudice. And the, our fans might also know her from The World's End, going back to us mentioning Simon Pegg and Nick Frost earlier.
1: Oh, there you go. I don't recall Pride and Prejudice, but I mean, she would have killed it in Harry Potter because every actor that has essentially ever been in any Harry Potter is probably collecting some sweet royalties.
0: You'd hope so. Jesus Christ. Those movies still make tons of money. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, The last one of those came out, what, a decade ago? And people still spending all that money on that stuff? And Universal has a whole theme park? Jesus. And let's just skip some of these guys, because like I said, they don't matter at all. I really wanted to touch on Richard Brake, who is Dean Portman. He's the pervy guy. Game of Thrones, Batman Begins, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Black Dahlia, Hannibal Rising, Mandy, Three from Hell, Tremors, Island Fury. That's a Schlockmeister's dream. That's a great career.
1: Yeah, he's definitely been in some shit, man. And he had some interesting things to say in the movie, though. Like right off the bat, talking about like uh, apparently going to a hotel and hanging out with a bunch of she boys or something.
0: I love it. You know, what's great is he's not the villain of that scene. Everybody else is for being sexually regressive in the year 2036. You know, God (laughs) damn it. Can love whoever he wants, whether they have dicks, vaginas. You know, the part where it's a dick, but the scrotum's been replaced by a vagina. Whatever he wants. And you sitting there (laughs) judging him is not okay. As you play a video game that has worse graphics than Asteroid. What the hell was going on with that? Right.
1: Hey, honestly, one thing I really do appreciate about the guy is he was that character the entire time. It wasn't just like, okay, well, now there's aliens, so I'm going to all of a sudden be like a upstanding citizen. I'm still going to be the guy that's just like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to be in quarantine, so I'm going to need to strip search you (laughs) like none of that was just like out of character. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I really wish he would have tried to like finger fuck the hell knight or something like that. That'd be way (laughs) more in character. Yeah, that would be cool. Because he's like, I don't care if you have a dick or a vagina. You you could be a she-boy for all I... And then he's like, oh, and that's, that calms the hell night down because he's just been looking for acceptance and love. That's what this movie is about. This movie is about acceptance and love. That's true.
1: I mean, if you get stuck on a fucking space station or wherever the fuck you are for so long and you're by yourself...
0: Beggars can't be choosers. A warm, wet hole is a warm, wet hole. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's got ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's a trisexual. He'll try anything once. Moving on. We had Al Weaver as the kid. Don't care about his last name. Bren- Brian Steele as the Hell Knight and Curtis Stahl. This dude is the Jack Link's jerky Sasquatch. Are you serious? Yeah, no joke. He did over 40 of those commercials. That's awesome, man. He was in The Relic, Underworld, Blade Trinity, Resident Evil, Terminator Salvation, Predators, Dylan Dog, Grimm, and he played the robot in the new Lost in Space show. So this is your new character guy. So
1: one thing that you have to think to yourself, does he have like some kind of like uh, stunt work or how does one get into being an actor where all nobody knows what you look like? You're just essentially a big dude in an outfit.
0: You know what I mean? What I imagine happens is you just go to like Jamba Juice on Sunset Boulevard and a small man with a Mercedes Benz and a loud T-shirt comes up to you and goes, baby, I'll make you a star. Bubbler, come over here. Take my card. And he just (laughs) signs him up to a contract that's not very beneficial and he never sees royalties to. But then the little guy gets rich and the other guy has to wear a dumb costume.
1: I don't know. I got to tell you, man, if somebody said, hey, if you can portray a Sasquatch for Jack's links jerky and I will pay you in jerky, I will gladly take that every day of my life.
0: (laughs) Robert Russell was Dr. Todd Carmack, which is a reference to Todd Hollandshed and John Carmack. And then Dr. Willis was a reference to Tim Willit- Willits, who was the co-owners of id Software. And they developed the first Doom game. I liked that little nod. You'll see Carmack's name a lot because he's the only person who said anything nice about this movie. <laughs> there you go. And then the last person we have to mention, we are contractually obligated to mention Doug Jones is in this movie. Doug Jones fucking rules. I don't know if he got the job because the makeup artist Paolo from Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth was in it. But hey, it's awesome. I love him. Now let's get into the plot, if you can call it that. Now, the the video game basically takes place in like four parts. You have kind of a running man style origin for Doom guy where he's told to fire on civilians. He doesn't fire on the civilians and he gets sent to the prison or the Mars colony as a punishment. And then in this very interesting nod, Sarge tells them, hey, shoot the civilians and they say no thus making themselves pseudo-Doom guys. But that video game really focuses on, you know, four main things. There's you have the knee-deep in the dead, the shores of hell, Inferno, and the fle- thy flesh consumed. And it basically goes through, it's more of a visual reference rather than a story one. There's not a whole lot of plot. But basically, you're preventing demons from using a teleporter to Earth.
1: Yeah, I honestly feel like when it comes to, like, apparently killing everybody like don't leave any survivors you know this is quarantine this is kind of weird right because we're talking about like a quarantine in a movie and we're in quarantine in real life yeah and essentially like i mean if you were to take the people that are sick within real life and throw them into the film
0: everybody'd be shot yeah (laughs) um it's kind of fucked up but i just wanted to see one of the zombies with a protest sign that says i need a haircut (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah because as you can tell um i'm looking pretty fucking long right now
0: this movie made me want to sing oh my darling oh my darling oh my darling quarantine oh boy huh? there, we go. there we go that's what you pay the big bucks
1: for the singing was going to be brought into the episode sooner or later so Do you happen to think to yourself if none of the actors or none of the people within the squad died and you had more to potentially side one side or the other as far as, okay, let's kill everybody or let's they're like, oh, fuck that. Let's save everybody. Do you think certain people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm on board. Let's fucking kill everybody. Or do you think everybody would be like on Reaper's side and be like, no, these are people. And oh, my God, we need to save as many people as possible. I almost feel like the guy that was just like super skeevy would just be like, okay, well, fuck it.
0: Let's kill him. I kind of like the idea of more than one person saying they should kill everybody. Like the idea right. of it just being the rock is like, OK, well, just the rock is an asshole and it's just bones versus him. Right. But if you made it like him having to stand up against many and stand up against his brothers, that shows the depth of his conviction. So when he gets injected with the C-24 later, you're like, no, he is a good dude because he drew the line in the sand and said, no, I'm going to murder my own friends to save strangers because it's the right thing to do. Versus yeah, this it's just like the rock is cranky all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it was almost a dig at the military, right? Just in general, because yeah. we don't give a fuck what you think. These are the orders, and you need to stick by them no
0: matter what. Yeah, right. Like, I'm a robot. I'm a Marine. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. And it's like, that's... Oh, <laughs> God damn
1: it. It's almost reminiscent of, like, a full metal jacket, right? Where you have Animal who's, at, like, hanging outside the helicopter, and he's just shooting everything around them. Yeah. And then he kills them. And the guy's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well... Orders say if there's anything running, you can deem them as a potential like threat. Yeah, he. And I think the guy he, in this
0: even talks about if he's running towards you, then it's a threat. And you can kill them.
1: Ah, there you go. There you go. It's a weird kind of little tie-in between Full Metal Jacket and uh, and Doom. I mean, I wouldn't consider either of those as far as well. One is great.
0: Yeah, exactly. This one, one of is them. Not. Yeah, <laughs> one is great. This is not that one. <laughs> so the movie starts off pretty blitzkrieg. You got Cormac running and. I really like the shot where the woman's arm gets stuck in the door and then she gets ripped around by the Hell Knight. When you see her later, the rest of her body, though naked and fine, doesn't really seem to have any damage to it from the Hell Knight. So I'm assuming that that like fact that her arm is flailing around it's like, you know, as a result of some pelvic thrusting or something, because <laughs> it's not exterior damage, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems strange. I mean, don't get me wrong. The graphic was pretty sweet. Seeing the arm go up and down in the door, usually it's just like, okay, uh, door shuts, arm gets cut, falls to the ground, and we leave it at that. Exactly.
0: Did you find it weird that The Rock has hair in this movie? That was my next note. A rock (laughs) with hair is weird.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not one of his stronger points. You know, I feel like he was almost just like on the the edge of... Okay, I have hair. Let's see where we go with this. And then they're like, well, you're a Marine, so let's keep it short. Maybe go bald. And he's like, let's go in between. (laughs)
0: Just a little beach fuzz. So basically, they are all about to go on leave. The one guy is going to have sensual butt loving with the she boys. But then it gets canceled because they have this ultra secret mission. How many times have you seen that? Where it's like, oh, it's going to have a vacation, but I can't vacation anymore because I'm in the military and I'm contractually obligated to do something I don't want to do. Yeah,
1: right. It almost seems like they're trying to hint at anybody in the military. You're just not allowed to have leave.
0: Or or be human beings, right? Like,
1: <laughs> Because if you are, something's going to happen super drastically and you're going to have to forego leave, right?
0: Yep. So basically, it seems to imply that there's a woman at the colony which is why the rock gives him the quote recommendation end quote not to go it turns out to be his sister so one of the other guys wants to get the funky butt loving from her doesn't end up happening he dies he gets his asshole eaten out by a monster which is pretty dope
1: i like that kill it was pretty good i think that was i mean maybe one of my better kills i feel like in this movie is when he gets squeezed through grates in the ground
0: yeah the kill was really great (laughs) that's that's in my notes don't worry so the movie itself is basically like a ripoff of there were visual cues I got from like Hellboy when it came to the elevator that they take to get to the space alien place the movie aliens Stargate Galaxy Quest even when they did the teleporting uh, the predator with the guy blind firing his chainsaw Uh, so this movie derivative but fine I guess
1: yeah it's it's definitely um, cherry picking off of a lot of the greats right
0: yeah there's a lot worse movies I could have stolen from so I'm okay with it you establish when you get Get up there. There's the double amputee guy called Pinky, who has like this really cool uh, prosthesis and wheelchair arrangement because he half of his body was teleported to Timbuktu and Constantinople. With the sorry, That's, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know they might be giants, but Constantinople is one of my favorite songs that never gets out of my head. It's always at least in some form stuck in my head. <laughs> I like it. The musical score is pretty awful at times with this like generic rock music. And I was like, God, this is just bad and schlocky. But uh, you find out that Carl Urban's sister, Samantha, is going to tag along with them because she has to get describes in anthropology, forensic archaeology and genetics. And then the dude busts out a tape recorder to share like the sounds of the monsters. And I was like, hold on. You have nano doors and teleporters, but you're using analog tape in space. Huh. Right, right.
1: And again, this is reminiscent of Event Horizon, right? Because they have they like have like little audio or video playback of stuff that happens with the crew. To me.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. So I mean, you know, there's nods here and there for everything. It's too bad they just couldn't mesh this together and make it a better movie.
0: Yeah. Right. So you find out that they did have some form of alien life that they discovered. They call it Lucy, which is a reference to a fossil found by Donald Johansson, Who named this 2.9 to 3.2 million year old fossil after Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Boom, Brian. Did you think I wasn't going to do a butt ton of research on a movie no one liked? Because I did. (laughs) I think that's pretty cool, man.
1: One thing that I I happen to notice though, and this is jumping ahead because this is what I do. When it comes to them, like, and it's Reaper and his sister and they're trying to figure out what's going on. In the very beginning of the movie, he talks about or she talks about the 20 fourth chromosome right and they're like oh my god she's a 24th chromosome later on in the film she looks down she sees a little vial and she's like 24th chromosome i'm like are you fucking kidding me you didn't see that like i don't know an yeah. hour and a half ago oh, god <laughs> you could have saved us all this fucking time but anyways
0: yeah it's whatever it's really bad it's just not smart it's pseudoscience in like the most ch- just generic ass way but we'll move on so they end up finding Dr. Carmack holding the severed hand, which I love when it comes back into play later on, because The Rock takes that hand and uses it to unlock the gun case holding the BFG. And he says, oh, yeah, the big force gun. And then he uses it correctly. And then later on, when he actually gets to hold it. Then he calls it the big fucking gun
1: right right and i feel like they have reference to that gun in like video games
0: like throughout i want to oh, yeah. say it's, it's not just doom at this point for sure
1: fallout i want to say it's in um outlanders it's been uh, like a couple a couple games where you just like modify them or it's like a secret like gun that you find or something and it's just it's just called bfg
0: yeah it's like the sword of god yeah
1: Okay, I understand. That's called the big fucking gun. Like it does it doesn't need to have anything other than BFG, and you know exactly what it's called.
0: Yeah, I remember playing on my friend's game we had used a Game Shark or something. Some cheating device to where we had the bfg and infinite ammo and so we just kept walking into a room blowing everybody up leaving the room going back into the room they'd all respawn we'd blow them back up go out of the room go back in. we had a lot of fun with that we were dumb kids
1: hell yeah man i remember doing that with robocop the game did you ever play that
0: of course i did my name is jake and i must reference robocop and monster squad in every episode <laughs> you're looking at the yeah, guy man. who has played robocop versus terminator a total of seven thousand hours of his life
1: dude the robocop versus terminator game when you have the like infinite ammo or like the like the like, ed
0: 209 gun it's the best this thing ever
1: is, it's fucking amazing man i don't know how much time i wasted playing that game
0: dude you don't shoot bullets when you have the ed 209 gun you know what that is it's cum. It's your own cum being shot out because you're <laughs> ejaculating because you're having orgasms. How much fun that is to shoot Terminators. It's such a
1: fun game, man. It was so hard, too. Like, I feel like I had to cheat to play and enjoy yes, the game. Yes,
0: that game is fucking... <laughs> it is it is a goddamn masochist's nightmare. Even the masochist who's like, whip me, daddy, is like, no, don't make me play that game without cheat codes.
1: It was almost like a new version of Contra.
0: yes. <laughs> which I have a tattoo for and I don't yeah I don't have any shame of that. I don't think I've ever beaten it by myself. No, I have. You, I, I had I to like I had to almost, cheat. I had to cheat to beat the game. Is my point. Was to say I, I feel
1: like it's almost impossible to beat it by yourself.
0: Yeah, well, 99 lives for two people and you can do it for sure.
1: At the same time, these video games should bring people together. So
0: Yeah. I love watching people speed run where they're like, oh, yeah, you know this game that you never were able to finish because you're a fucking loser and you couldn't memorize the patterns of things. Well, here, let me beat the game in four minutes and make you feel old and shitty because I'm on Adderall. And I'm like, oh, God, little child, leave me alone.
1: Dude, people that do speedruns that just ruin everything for you, like when it comes to these classic video games that you see like the streams for and you're like, oh, that's fun. And then they're like, speed run done in two minutes. And you're like, I'm sorry, what?
0: <laughs> How long did it take you to beat Resident Evil 2? Because I'm still trying to figure out if I should go into the room or out of the room or if I should pick up the red <laughs> herb or if I should just le- Yeah, I ain't mad. I ain't mad, dog. I ain't mad. Barry. <laughs> yeah, God. Resident Evil. Yep. Fucking Barry. So I really didn't like the electric hole. That was kind of a weird plot point. They, you know, they foreshadow it. The guy gets thrown in there. He's fighting the alien. It was not good. Uh, yeah.
1: It, it, they didn't need to throw in the foreshadowing at all. It could have just been like I'm gonna get thrown into this hole and it's a cage.
0: They could have literally
1: just made it a giant cage that had a sign that said electrified gate or something. <laughs> and then that would have like taken care of everything, right?
0: How about this? Despite my vitriol, I'm still a marine in a hole. It's despite all my regiments. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is that a cricket I hear? <laughs> I think I was singing it in a major key, which is probably why you didn't instantaneously re- react with like a, a guttural laugh. Is what I was expecting. I there, I don't know we where go. we go from we here. Go. Don't look me in the eye. I, Stop looking at me in the <laughs> eye.
1: I don't know. Turn around. I'll look you in the brown eye. so did you happen to notice that when he gets killed uh i forget the big black dude's name what is it it destroyer god that's such an awful name anyways
0: hey i made a pro wrestling character named destroyer when i on fire pro wrestling about 15 years ago i had crusher and i had destroyer as an odd uh like they were a tag team that was an ode to mastodon so don't be talking shit about destroyer because he'll whoop you good son
1: Huh. Huh. Interesting. When it shows Reaper and he finds Destroyer and you see like the they pan down into the hole and it just looks so incredibly fake. Yeah. It's not. They didn't spend they didn't spend any money on like the fake body or anything. And like his eyes all wonky and one of them's open. One of them's closed. You're like, okay, that's clearly not an actor or anything that's just like some weird fucking dummy that they used, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gets separated from Skeevy Guy. Skeevy guy had to take a shit. So <laughs> yeah. He goes into the bathroom. And is this not reminiscent from Jurassic Park? I feel like it is.
0: Yeah. I definitely think so. The uh the lawyer on the jitter.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean he even gets picked up and you just see his flailing legs getting smacked back and forth between stalls. I don't know. It just seems really silly.
0: Yeah. You know what? He was stalling for time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so basically the nano wall is kind of cool because they catch the one monster guy in it, which I thought was interesting. And then it's just a bunch of stuff. The burnt hell night getting the chainsaw is great. The pinky monster is pretty fun. So the movie really picks up after that first hour. I think it, like, it really like it, if you're based on a franchise, where having no story is like half of the point. When your titular character doesn't get a name, you don't have a story for your (laughs) fucking So don't waste my time pretending there's a story now. Get into the action, because that stuff that's action-y is super fun. And, uh, you know, like, seeing a giant monster drag a mechanized wheelchair is weird and crazy and exciting. And then its climax is two men fighting, doing Kung Fu on drugs, which is like, huh?
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I was actually watching Supernatural before watching Doom. And I feel like I was telling Michelle while we were watching Supernatural, anytime there's demons or anytime there's angels or anything that's fighting Sam or Dean, they'd like use their Jedi mind tricks and somebody flies up against the wall. And that's just like the go-to for like, everything so like a demon will just like whip his head to the left and dean will just go flying to the left and they smack a wall or they smack a pillar or whatever nobody ever dies they always get up and it's just reminiscent of what happened in this film right you just have one guy grabbing another guy's leg and throwing him up against the wall and then he takes the other guy's leg and throws him up against the wall and you're like okay this is that's cool there's lots of wires involved in this so
0: were we watching a movie about virtua fighter or fucking doom like, <laughs> why is the end Kung Fu? And I like Kung Fu movies and stuff. But I was like, it's just weird and awful. Like, make the Hell night the end. Make the Chainsaw the end. Like, do you not know? Like, this is the thing. They just didn't know their audience. Like, they just didn't get why. Why did you play Doom? Not to talk to scientists.
1: Right. And, and another thing, too, is it's just like they didn't really explain to you why The Rock didn't completely turn into some fucking retarded looking alien. Right. He still had his. Like muscular, fucking the rock features, majority is just he had the super strength and everything else. So he was kind of like the Reaper, but not because the Reaper, the guy, he got injected with the extra chromosome. So that makes sense of why he's strong. But then you have the rock who apparently is just Semper Fi super strong, I guess. And the alien mutation didn't fucking take hold until the very end. I don't know. All of that was very convoluted as far as what was going on there, right?
0: Yeah, let me ask you this. You know, the Semper Fi motherfucker line, if he would have like cracked his neck instead and like kind of glowered at him and been like, just call me Blue Oyster Cult because I don't fear (laughs) the Reaper. Do you think that's a better line or a worse line than Semper Fi motherfucker?
1: Better. Thank you. At the same time, it wouldn't make sense unless he had like a kind of witty sense of humor throughout the film.
0: Or if he just listened to that song
1: or that. I mean could you imagine like right as he's about to like snap his neck, he like touches his ear and then don't fear the reaper plays and then right? he says it. Like it's not like don't fear the reaper it doesn't say it. It just all of a sudden you hear da na 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 and then you just hear the cowbell.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going back to hereditary. Here. <laughs> <laughs> And then all of the dead guys on the floor do that choral voice in it. Great.
1: Now I got to listen to that song before I go to bed.
0: You're welcome. It's, It's a fucking great song and it never gets old and it'll live forever. And I love it. Unlike this movie, Roger Ebert said of it, doom is like some kid came over and is using your computer and won't let you play. Oh, no, <laughs> it's a perfect description because I'm like this. I guess this is doom, but I'm not getting any of the thrill out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've used this uh, analogy before, but it almost seems like, OK, here are a bunch of middle school kids. We're going to give them an idea and we're just going to let them run with it. This is a video game movie about aliens. Ready? go <laughs> they're
0: like did you see that one movie alien where there's like aliens and you can't see them in the dark it's we should do that and then there's this other movie i saw where
1: yeah and then they're like well i mean we got to have some like naked girl boobs in here somewhere but there's I mean...
0: zombie titties <laughs> hashtag zombie titties bro tick tock woo
1: I feel like maybe me and you as middle school kids probably come up with a better idea than this shit, but
0: I I would literally have just made the hell night with giant sweet tits like Anna Nicole Smith while she was alive tits. (laughs) (laughs) had to add a little caveat there just to make sure people didn't think i was being overly obscene there you go so i also wanted to briefly touch on doom annihilation which came out october 1st of 2019 it's not good 96 minutes uh they're basically the same kind of premise where they're sent on a mission as a term of punishment it was written and directed by tony giglio I just wanted to let you know, he wrote and directed Soccer Dog, the movie, and Death Race <laughs> 2, 3, and 4. So you know he's like totes legit. Oh boy. Oh boy. Literally very similar story structure. It's almost to the point where it's frustrating. But I will say the fact that they mentioned B.J. Blaskowitz from Wolfenstein makes that movie better than this one. So I'm not going to go too far into it, but I would highly recommend it. I think that shaving off an extra few minutes is you magnifique.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, maybe the only thing, the saving grace for Doom Annihilation is that it's 96 minutes. So it's it, definitely within that golden hour. Of, uh, I guess, Golden Hour and a Half, really. But yeah, it's funny that you have Tony Giglio, I guess. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you can imagine when they're like thinking about who to direct this film, they're like, man, I'm just, I really wish I can find somebody that has just a bunch of direct to TV stuff. And they're like, wait, I have the perfect guy. <laughs> I mean, what um, Death Race, I mean, what, maybe the first one was in theaters and everything else is just like, yeah, that's a sci-fi channel movie, so. But that's, yeah,
0: so there's Death Race, the original Death Race 2000, then the Death Race, the first one of the remake was in theaters, and then two, three, Inferno and Beyond Anarchy were the direct-to-DVD ones he did. They're all.
1: Ooh. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't just have like you have Jason Statham and then you have Steven Seagal. You know, I mean, you can have <laughs> essentially like the Expendables, but like of like the B actors.
0: Oh, man, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> show throw jump. Jean- well, Jean-Claude Van Damme was in Expendables. So God I damn it. Really go his there. death in
0: Expendables just broke my heart. I'm like, you're really going to kill off J- JCVD that way. Oh, That's <laughs> the most horrifying thing we've discussed on this show.
1: He should have gone out with like doing like a jumping, flying splits.
0: He should have done the splits just like Chun-Li in this guy's shitty movie, turned upside down and helicoptered his ass out of that fucking movie.
1: (laughs) Agreed. So what do you think, Jake? We giving this shit a fucking trashic or what?
0: I'll give Annihilation a trashic. I'll give this one a tragic. You know, sadly, uh, The Rock is fine in it, but I have to draw a line somewhere. Just like you, like literally last night when I was watching it, I looked over at Sierra and it was only 15 minutes in. I was like, this movie fucking drags so hard. Like it (laughs) really, the story structure is what kills it. And I get it. You're trying to add substance to a few set pieces of stuff that are action, but also the times have changed. It shows you how different filmmaking is in 15 years. You know, you would never have had a movie like Hardcore Henry back then. The fact that you have it now is kind of shows that people still can't just do straight action. But like if you mix this movie with like the crank movies, if you mix this with that kind of frenetic vibe, it doesn't need to be the highest caliber of special effects. It just needs to be an insane pace where you're running. There's dynamic motion the whole time, not just a couple seconds FPS scene that took 14 days to shoot. You know, When you play Doom, whether it's the old Doom or the new Doom, you're always moving, you're grinding, you're doing something. It's not like siphon filter where you're like, I'm going to put on my... Night vision goggles, and I'm going to climb on some crates. No, we're shooting right. things, we're chainsawing things. Movies doesn't do it enough.
1: Yeah, it, it just seems strange what they did with the budget. Because I can imagine they probably paid a few of those actors a little more than they need to get paid. Like the guy that like cut himself, and he was apparently the religious dude. Th- that's a well-known actor. He's been in a lot of different films. So he probably got paid a good amount of money to be in this film. And he was in it for what, maybe 35, 40 minutes, and then they just fucking killed him off. So it's like, let's just have some random no name actor fill in for this dude. And then you can kind of go off and be crazy, gory, and bloody and have a lot more kind of visual effects involved in this film, right?
0: And finding a crazy religious person who's willing to hurt themselves on screen is really not that hard. You just find one of them and they'll do it pro bono. (laughs) Ayo. Oh. Yeah. But what do you think, Brian? Is this trashic, tragic? What are you thinking?
1: I think for me, it's a borderline tragic trashic. And I'm going to lean a little bit towards the trashic. I still enjoyed it enough. Let's put it this way. Bottom of the barrel, tragic. Okay, right. It's. I I feel like it's it's above the tragic, just for the little redeeming parts here and there. As far as the kill sequences, the whole first-person shooter thing was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I felt like I was essentially. uh, I was playing Area Fifty-One, the video game.
0: Yeah, felt more like that than Doom for sure. The pacing and the kind of vibe of it, but I definitely get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So, with that being said, um, there wasn't a lot. Else going on with it. Yeah. So it's a very low trashic for me.
0: If you replaced The Rock as the finale with The Flaming Hell Knight with the chainsaw, it'd be a trashic for me. But I'm sticking by my guns. That's what we got to say. So, Brian, is it time to end the show for this week?
1: I I think so. I think so. But let me just throw out this. And Ooh. this is kind of going crazy. I've just thought about this now. I feel like if you were to replace The Rock, because you had just mentioned, if you were to replace The Rock with somebody else, I think if going back and remaking this movie, I would think Liam Neeson would be a better uh, portrayal of Sarge over The Rock.
0: Huh. I ain't mad at that. I was actually thinking if, if it were me, I would have said Ed Harris. From He was actually, maybe it's because we've been talking about the rock he was in the rock he's the cranky old white guy who's trying to kill everybody in that
1: yeah i can totally see that as well it's definitely something where you can imagine like a grizzled vet who is just non-stop just listening to orders non-stop and i can imagine ed Harris fitting that like perfectly so i can go with that as well
0: well there we go i'm glad we agree on something finally on this show i'd like to thank all of our patreon patrons for making this show possible for those of you who don't know we added a new tier recently where people at five dollars or more get a weekly bonus episode as well as a monthly bonus episode bringing your grand total of episodes to nine in a month which is pretty great there are some other fringe benefits that come out as well so if you're interested please let us know Uh, you can always access we have several different like link things Uh, linktr.ee slash slashers pod has everything it also has a slashers submission form so if you actually want to make a recommendation for something we do on the show you can do it there we're on basically every streaming application, and if we're not, let us know. We'll get on there. We really hope that we can keep doing this show, and you know, like I had aforementioned, the Downloads have definitely dropped off. So, the support that we've had has been amazing. Also, the fans who've said that they were going to try and advocate that uh, we get a silver bolo from the last drive in, just the mere mention of that made me super happy. So, if we could make that like a real thing, that'd be totes nar bro. But yeah, that's all I got to say. Brian, you have anything to send these people off with?
1: If you ain't watching them dying, you ain't really trying.
0: For Brian, I'm Jake, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> Okay, I'm like super excited. I reached out to a couple of bands because, you know, Doom is kind of a frequently used name in band music, whatever. But there's always been one Doom to me. Since high school, a bajillion butt-fucking years ago, there has been one Doom. They are from Halifax, UK. Doom. I didn't realize until recently that they actually predate the 1993 video game. They debuted in 1987. Now, their logo is like an exaggerated black and white version of the Doom video game logo, which is sick. Now, this song is called Life in Prism, and I like it. And I like a lot of their music, and it was really hard for me to just decide what to use. When I talked to Anthony about being on the show, he was basically like, yeah, whatever, go for it but basically was like, horror movies are trash, I want to watch Looney Tunes. That made me just so happy. I I love bands that don't have the pretense, like, just because you make hardcore or brutal, crusty music doesn't mean that you're just like some Neanderthalic troglodyte savage who just wants carnage and bloodshed. Like, I'm an idiot who just loves goofy shit too. So we had a fun back and forth With ended up with me photoshopping Foghorn Leghorn as a slasher. Uh, You know, message me at Slasher's Spot at gmail.com if you want a copy, whatever. But anyway, this is fucking Doom. Like, enjoy it. I'm so excited to actually be able to touch base with somebody who I've respected as a musician, artist for so long, and just, I'm happy. You know, the world has got enough Doom. Take this time, enjoy this gnarly song, and then just go and just be a happy contributory goon. Can you do that for me? Do me a personal butt-fucking favor and be happy. Privacy and basic liberties. Sacrificed at the altar of national security.
1: Don't fall right. I want you to do it. I am tripping everything inside my door.